0: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rutherford.
1: And be unburdened by what has been. You know? What can be unburdened by what has been? 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 What we can see, what we believe can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been what can be unburdened by what has been
2: you mean like when you're talking about like the current president of the united states that's kamala harris next in line does that make sense i'm not even sure i understand that what what unburdened by the past what can be i'm trying to define that in my head john i'm not having any luck here i can't get my head around that can you offer any insight
0: Yeah, she wants to be the president.
2: Thank you. Welcome (laughs) to the show, the the other voice you're hearing this morning. Uh, The person laughing in the background. And this is why you got to be watching our show on uh, on our YouTube channel, Hannah, while we're doing the opening there with Kamala Harris. Hannah just shaking her head like, what? What's going on, man? What is she? uh?" That's what we call a one-trick pony. Hey, I found something that's really cool to say, and I'm just going to keep repeating it because people will think something that's not accurate and what she's thinking that people will think. I'm really intelligent and really insightful.
3: It's like when people try to use really big words, and they end up using them really, like, wrong. And they're just trying to sound smarter, but really they sound dumber because they use the big word incorrectly.
2: And I think even sometimes when people use big words, even if they're using them in their proper sense, it's kind of like, all right, I get it. You're smart. You read a dictionary this morning. And I'm like...
3: Of- Kind of like when you say facetiously instead of sarcastic.
2: Yeah, which I I don't don't think facetious (laughs) is that big of a word. Or like when prognosticators. Wow. (laughs) i.e. talk show host, say, you know, those uh, those big words, welcome to the show, wake up mid-Missouri, Kevin McCarthy uh, the other day saying, uh, as it relates to Matt Gates, of course, in an interview on Sunday following the signing of the budget. So be it, bring it on, let's get over with it. Mm, Matt Gates, <laughs> bring, bring it on. on. He, he's bringing it. The gentleman will state the form of his resolution. Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. All right, as Matt Gates yesterday on the House floor, and I here's what I think. I think this could not come at a worse time. Uh, and listen, I'm i I'll conservative harder than a lot of people. And this guy, well, I'm harder uh, conservative than you are, and I get that. And Matt Gates. You know, I applaud him for sticking up for his beliefs, but I just think he's all about Mad Gates When you spend more time doing your makeup for your TV appearances on CNN than you do actually trying to get stuff done, I think that is a, a, a real issue. But here's my bigger thing. Uh, it's timing. We're, uh, we're a year out from the most important election of our lifetime. <laughs>
4: for
3: real this time. For real.
2: <laughs> we are a year removed from the big red wave of 2020. That yeah, didn't
1: happen. <laughs> That's right. Unfortunately.
2: Uh, and I just think it is a bad move for Republicans uh, right now.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's embarrassing.
2: Yeah, it is. And, and, and it, it's just, emba- I mean, these are <laughs> adults in the room is what I go huh. back to.
3: Uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Allegedly adults uh in the uh in the room. And I think I guess I look at the bigger picture and I think, you know, this is this is not good for uh, a Republican, we say to our good Republican friend, Sheree Tolson reich local state rep. Now obviously no bearing on state politics, but do you
1: No, I see similarities though, because no two Republicans think alike or vote alike. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different uh it's a big tent to be a Republican and, and you know you some people are moderate, more conservative, less conservative, see things differently and and we do have it in Jeff City too,
2: yeah, examples
3: <laughs> come on, man, well,
1: I have actually said many times we have three parties in Jeff City, we have Democrats, we have more conservative leaning Republicans, and more moderate republicans
2: and Howsworth, you agree with that That's absolutely correct,
0: I mean. This is what our listeners need to understand. The representative, you're absolutely correct. And the fact of the matter is, if the Republicans could ever unite in Jefferson Mm -hmm. City, and they never have, they could get anything they want. The reality, Representative, is with super majorities in both chambers... Quite frankly, the Republicans have barely accomplished anything. I,
1: I totally agree, that, and, and it's very disappointing. And sometimes we have Democrats run as Republicans, <laughs> which is really bad, but it happens.
2: Yes, it does. One of the things we're going to be covering this morning, Chris com. he's going to be joining us, 635. Uh, Kennedy's talking about making a third-party run, and interesting question, who would that hurt more? Would it hurt Biden, uh, or would it hurt Trump? That's one of the things we're covering coming up. At six thirty-five here on the uh, on the show. Uh Matt here's one of the things I do agree with Matt Gates uh on. So Matt Gates, I hope
3: uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> So you don't you don't want Kevin McCarthy to be speaker. And the other thing, uh and, and we can look to uh our, our good friends at Willard, Missouri. They're trying to oust <laughs> their mayor. Uh there's an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, which is proper and necessary uh by the way and there's talk of removing well we want to mo- remove kevin mccarthy from this position it seems like this is becoming too easy of a ploy let's just remove somebody i mean they're trying to impeach the mayor of willard missouri population six thousand six thousand little bedroom community outside of uh uh springfield john do you think this is something that becomes over uh, overused in politics now sure seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels that way. And again, a lot of times it's necessary and proper, but then when it becomes the easy, it's the go-to. Let's do this. Let's impeach somebody. You can't
3: take it seriously.
1: But, Brandon, I'm a former mayor. Can you tell me why they're wanting to impeach him? I've been in (laughs) municipal government for 40 years.
3: What we've been able to piece together is that the mayor was out of town, and the board of aldermen appointed an interim city administrator while he was out of town, and when he came back into town, he fired that city administrator.
2: So the Ooh. cat was away and the mouse played. Cat came back. Well, I don't like that. Well, then the, uh, the mice, they didn't like this. Well, well let's impeach you. And then let's... they got into the semantics
0: involving uh, should, should the mayor be required to be or should the mayor be allowed to be at council meetings? That's just it. In my experience, you. Yeah, we, that's we, under statute. And, and, yeah. Th- and the have. thing
1: is, I didn't see that a mayor can hire or fire it. It's and my opinion is it's the city council. It, it is
0: absolutely the city council. And we've seen in Holesville. Yeah. Small towns. Holesville is a perfect example where we've seen it. But um, I wouldn't necessarily say I've seen. Uh, I, I don't think this is the norm—an in, in, in impeachment. But it, you know, but it's it's newsworthy. There yeah. is no question about it. But we had the drama in Holesville. Um, you want me to
1: tell my personal story you, real quick? With you about so, a decade ago. Yeah, um, Back around 2011 and 2010, we had a city administrator, and he was lying, stealing, and cheating from my city. I'd worked there 30 years, and I kept trying to tell the city council, um, you know, of the malfeasance and things going on. And I was being a whistleblower, and I ended up being fired for telling the truth. So I ran for mayor and won, and finally the city council believed me, but I couldn't fire the city administrator that was you know, stealing from my city, my c- citizens, my constituents. And so the city council fired the city administrator, not me. But it, it was sweet revenge in a way. And
0: it got a lot of, well, that got a ton of media attention. I know. Oh the yeah, yeah,
1: because why Why would the people of Hallsville elect me mayor immediately after I got fired if they didn't believe me and trust me? I
2: remember. So one of the things I do agree with Matt Gates about, by the way, he's he's going to run for governor of, uh, of, florida because DeSantis who will either maybe be president or he's going to be term he will for sure be term limited out so matt gates running for governor of florida hasn't made it official but he's going to so i do agree with matt gates on this so matt okay so you don't want kevin mccarthy as speaker of the house who do you want uh he says steve scalise uh but steve scalise has some health issues Uh, Mm -hmm. Right now. Uh, (laughs) Well,
3: that apparently doesn't eliminate
1: anyone from anything. (laughs) Uh, Especially, you know, President.
2: Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's in physical therapy right now. Uh, They're trying to correct his balance. And I guess they got him (laughs) some, some special shoes Uh, because they're worried about his uh, um, balance.
3: I think he needs more help than a pair of tennis shoes. Yeah. Yeah. How about a walker
1: or a wheelchair?
2: Yeah. Uh, And please, somebody help that guy. I mean, really, uh, you know, we've made a living for the past several years talking about, and listen, it's never been, it's not his age It's his inability to think. It's his inability to do very certain things. It's his ability to get on a worldwide stage and embarrass the hell out of the United States of America. The world is watching. And if they have late-night comedy shows in other countries... They're talking, about, <laughs> they're talking about Joe Biden. Uh, last night, so now that the writer's strike is over, late night TV, back at it. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. But who day.
3: watches uh-huh. late night TV, you know? And Hannah, you're being. Actually, so there was a commercial during the Chiefs game the other night that the Tonight Show was returning. And my fiance looked at me and he goes, did they try to cancel him or something? Like, why was he on a five-month break? Said, they've been on strike. He goes, oh, well, that just goes to show how much it affected my life. Like, exactly, right there. That's exactly right.
2: Uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night, by the way, not they have not skipped a beat. Here's how I knew that we
4: were really back to work. Uh, our parents are texting us notes about the show again. <laughs> One of our writers got this message from his mother this morning at 6.11 a.m. She wrote, please don't make tonight's monologue all about Trump. <laughs>
0: Sorry,
2: Josh's mom. That is a new pen. do am... And then went on to lay into Trump, who was in a courtroom yesterday. He is going to be back in a courtroom today. We're going to fact-check one of the things uh, that Trump said. So this is uh, one of the statements. We're going to fact-check this coming up at 710. And we also are for sure going to relive. Does anybody remember the moment? I know folks are going, what? But this was a true thing. 2019. There was a moment here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri when we applauded. Something that Diane Feinstein did. She was surrounded by a bunch of little kids, and basically, she said, "Shut up, you little! You don't know what you <laughs> what you. T- I don't know if she used that exact language. I'm
3: gonna uh- guess." Probably not.
2: Probably
0: not. I I remember the the show you guys did. Oh yeah. yeah. I think Laura Nelson was on with yeah. you that yeah. morning, as I, I remember, yeah. and I do remember the incident, but I couldn't. They were they were trying to
2: basically tell her how to vote. <laughs> exactly. <it's>, Eight year old kids. <laughs> well, climate change. And, and they had the teachers in the room, John, and the adults, and and one of the and you will hear it because there were some other things <laughs> she said in like this three minute exchange. And she told these kids, "So go back to whoever sent you here." <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. It Man. Was, yeah. yeah. I think it's worth reliving coming up at 710 this morning. Uh, and we're going to fact check this statement from Donald Trump. But we have
0: a corrupt attorney general, and it all comes down from the DOJ. they totally coordinating this in Washington because I'm leading. I'm the leading candidate. I'm leading Biden by 10 points, and I'm leading the Republicans by 50 and 60 points. That's pretty much, they say, over. I never accept that, but they say it's over.
2: And he went on to say, he says, um... I keep bleeding in the polls. Every time I get in trouble, I keep bleeding in the polls. My poll numbers grow. We're going to look at that statement coming up. 7-10 this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Five minutes from now, daily D.C. rundown. Trump, not the only uh, newsworthy. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. majority of voters
4: are extremely concerned he is not up to the job for four more years, given his age. They cannot have another
2: instance of him tripping. That's Alex Thompson from Axios expanding on our point we were talking about earlier, trying to do with Biden and doing play-by-play this morning. That's Cherie Tolson-Rice. Good morning,
1: everybody. I'm glad Uh-oh. to be here.
2: Love the bumper music. And you and I <laughs> agree on a lot of things politically, and we agree. Yeah. Great bumper music. Thank you, producer
1: Hannah.
2: All right. <laughs> Thank D- you, Hannah. D.C. Rundown. By the way, Steph's got to be, uh, Steph's out today. So Trump, not the only dude in the courtroom today, Hunter Biden. He's back in the Delaware courtroom today where he's expected to plead not guilty to federal firearms charges that emerged after his earlier deal collapsed. President's son facing charges that he lied about his drug use back in 2018 so that he could buy a gun. Now he said, yeah, I've been addicted to crack cocaine and all that stuff but his lawyers have said that he didn't break the law by lying on that form. Uh, An appeals court has found that ban on drug users having guns violates the Second Amendment under the new Supreme Court standards. That was according to a court, but it's Hunter Biden. We don't care. Hunter's attorneys are suggesting that prosecutors bowed to pressure by Republicans who insisted the president's son got a sweetheart deal. Uh, Some more federal prosecutors had been looking into his business dealings for five years. So, yeah, if they've been looking for five years and you know you had evidence from the get-go and it's taken five years to do something, I get that sense sometimes. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and charge, Hunter, John. And we ain't going to try real hard, but we can say that we charge. And that's the sense that I get. Barstool knowledge of politics.
1: And And we won't mention the laptop or anything about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, And this is interesting. Federal prosecutors, so they've been looking into the dealings for a while. Uh, And this was after that agreement that would have gotten rid of the criminal proceedings before his father was actively campaigning for president in 2024. I just thought an interesting use of the word... Actively, Of course, Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, facing a referendum on his leadership of the House after Gates, a longtime critic, moved to launch a vote to oust him from the helm. Do you know the name Joseph Gurney Cannon? I didn't either. Joseph uh-uh. Gurney Cannon was the uh, last person that this move was used on back in 1910. Joseph Gurney Cannon was a Republican uh, congressman from the state of Illinois, and the person that introduced the resolution to potentially have him removed from his speakership position, Joseph Gurney Cannon. What? Yeah. What? Exactly. So he kind of, he pulled, it's kind of like McCarthy saying, bring it. That's what this guy said in 1910. He said, bring it on the House floor in 1910. Here's what happened. They had voted to remove him from some leadership position. So then he gets on the floor and says, alright, well, why don't you remove me from the speakership, in effect. Uh, and they didn't, uh, didn't do it. 19, 1910 is when that happened. U.S. Representative Henry Cuellar, Democrat from Texas. He is one of the first Democrats that has begged President Magoo to do something about the crushing number <laughs> of illegal immigrants. He got carjacked last night. Uh, And I thought this was interesting. We have a great morning show right before Wake Up uh, Mid-Missouri comes on the air. It's called This Morning with Gordon Deal. Just yesterday, they were doing a whole segment about carjackings. Yesterday morning, 24 hours ago, doing a whole segment on carjackings and other crimes in Washington, D.C. He got jacked last night. Apparently, he was parking his car three armed assailants approached the congressman took his car he was not harmed he's been working with local law enforcement they did uh they did end up finding his car this was the second assault on a member of congress in the district of columbia this year coming up seven thirty-five. this is wake up mid missouri with brandon rathard christopher arps who joins us here on the show website chrisarps.com the brains behind everything we hear on tuesday six thirty-five. that is all becky <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we love becky good
4: morning christopher good morning representative how are you uh
1: living the dream every day
4: state rep sheree tolson can, can we give you a uh, initial nickname and call you ctr
1: yeah that's my initials that is ctr okay.
4: we'll call you ctr
1: uh-huh
4: christopher arps
2: chrisarps.com <laughs> is hanging out with us on the show let's wake up at missouri state representative sheree tolson Rice. she's hanging out with us this morning good morning Good morning. There's the producer Hannah. Hello. There's Mr. Marsh. Good morning. Good to have you back, Bud. Steph's going to be back in a couple of days. My name is Brandon Rathert. Let's start. here. your thoughts and what uh, on uh, what happened on the House floor yesterday. We knew it was coming. McCarthy Gates Gates McCarthy. Here's my take on it, Chris. Big pictures is just, mm-hmm. it's bad. For, it's a bad look for Republicans right now, following you know the big red wave of 2022, we where a year out from from the most important election of our lifetime. Uh, I just think it's a bad look for Republicans.
4: Brennan's a very bad look for Republicans. A year out before the next election, when you want the voters to help you expand uh, your majority in the House, it looks like you can't govern. Look, anyone that thinks that what Matt Gaetz is doing is strictly because he wants to rein in government spending and get the uh, government under control, you are under an illusion. That may be part of it. But, uh, this is personal more than anything. Matt Gaetz does not like, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Um, he believes that Kevin McCarthy is responsible for an ethics, uh, complaint against, uh, Matt Gaetz. And so there's bad blood between them. Matt Gaetz basically set the speaker up to fail at the beginning, uh, of his speakership when, uh, McCarthy gave in to the one person can call a motion to vacate. So he's just been waiting, uh, for this opportunity and, uh, he's taking advantage of it. Uh, rumors are, Brandon, that uh, Matt Gates will be running for governor of Florida in 2026. A lot of people think this is just to uh, get his name recognition up and uh, uh, hide his profile.
2: And I think one of the things I do agree with Matt Gates about, is as well, so because I think it's a fair question. OK, so if you don't want Kevin to be the speaker, who is he? Says Steve uh, Scalise from Louisiana. He's dealing with blood cancer right now. And Matt Gates uh matt gates uh said quote i'm not going to pass over steve Scalise just because he has blood cancer and is going through uh yes. through treatment
4: now what i'm hearing brandon is is that the uh, the people the, the person that the house freedom caucus is looking at to replace mccarthy is uh representative tom emmer who is currently in leadership he's the whip in the house um he has not exactly uh squelched those rumors but that's uh, that's who it looks like they are. They uh, have their stipes on. Uh, if Kevin Mark McCarthy is removed, Representative Tom Emmer, I forgot what state he's from. Uh,
2: a little bit closer to home, we see this in one of our mid-Missouri towns. Uh, elected servants in Columbia, and it's not just current ones. It's a history, and it's not just elected servants. It's people in in administrative positions for years. They do not understand. Uh, this thing with the homeless issue. The only thing they know is rainbows and unicorns. So they take all of Cherie's (laughs) tax money. They take, and they just, they just make it rain up in here for homeless people. I would love for you to pay for my housing. I would love for your tax. I would love it if we took your taxpayer dollars and you support me. You pay for my food and all this. St. Louis, we're seeing this issue starting to blow up again. Do you think that some elected servants here in Missouri are maybe starting to understand that they don't understand the homeless problem
4: well there's a there's a big controversy here in st louis currently the homeless have uh, erected uh tents on the lawn of city hall there's about two dozen uh tents that are there this has been an issue since mayor jones has been in, uh been the mayor at first they were uh living underneath the new Stan mutual bridge and they were removed from there there's a controversy currently because the DNC is going to have a uh, meeting here Friday. And oh. Vice President Kamala Harris is going to be here. And the mayor has removed the tents from the uh, city hall because of that. So slight controversy here. But the thing is, most of these folks, when you talk to them or you, or you hear documentaries about homelessness, most of these folks don't want to live in shelters. They like living on the street for some strange reason, they feel a camaraderie with other people. And they, a lot of times they say they don't feel safe in these shelters and they don't like to be told they have to be in at a certain time they have to be out at a certain time so they love the freedom of the street and that's the issue that you have to address along with the uh, the drug prop drug and alcohol problems they also have
2: well and i think it's performative politics by democrats and progressives well let's do let's build a shelter let's do this you know it does not work you know you're taking my taxpayer dollars to throw you're throwing. You're throwing fuel under the fire, really, is is what you're doing. And it's interesting, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and uh, talking about... And, by the way, that's happened before. They just start camping out at City Hall. Uh, <laughs> St. Louis Post-Dispatch, the city's long-standing struggle to find shelter for all the homeless. So, they're acquiescing. Yes, it's been a long-standing struggle. So, what are we going to oh. do? We're going to keep doing the same thing over
4: and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and you know, Brandon, one suggestion that the mayor had last year that was shot down very quickly. Uh She wanted to move the homeless to some of these abandoned schools that are in some of these neighborhoods in North St. Louis, and uh, of course, the neighbors uh didn't uh, didn't agree with that. So that plan was shot was quickly shot down. But. They don't have a clue what to do with these people. I think that's what, what we, we know more than anything. As a matter of fact, in
2: Columbia last night, city council approving a resolution, uh, throw more money, uh, keeping uh, keeping room at the inn uh, open year-round, another half a million dollars to keep the shelter open. So let's take a half million dollars of taxpayer money and give it to people that really, they just want, maybe just a place to stay for the night. It continues to be uh, an issue. And it-
1: Chris, I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. you know, the state of Missouri, we passed a law last year that uh, homeless camps can't be on state property. And a lot of them are under right. the bridges, state highway right away properties. And uh so there is a little bit of enforcement going on with that. But what I encounter homeless here in columbia um i talked to them and um mm-hmm. they're not from missouri they're coming here yeah. knowing it's a liberal city they're coming from chicago other states st louis kansas city so the liberal policies are attracting more homeless to columbia area
4: well i didn't know that i thought that most of the folks that are that were there were from that area but no um, not at all that they're homeless they're homeless but they've got money to travel Uh, the different places that are more amenable to them go figure chris
2: harps chris com. you see him on uh, newsmax tv all the time writes a lot of articles for redstate.com the other thing and it's just in cities it's not just columbia it's not just st louis um but what these these people what, what i think they they don't understand is you're exactly right these homeless people they they just they don't want to be in shelters. But think about this. Yeah. St. Louis, they got a lot of problems downtown anyway, and they're trying to lure people to downtown. Same thing with Columbia and in the business district mm-hmm. and all. They're saying, hey, come visit us in downtown Columbia. And then elected servants, leadership. And I use the term leadership when I speak of Columbia very loosely. Leadership says, well, then let's let all the homeless people congregate downtown. The very same thing, you're throwing money. So you're throwing tax money at homeless and then you're throwing taxpayer dollars, uh, encouraging people to come visit Columbia. Can somebody please, via text eight seven four ninety three ninety explain how that makes sense?
4: And so I think they doesn't... should use some of that money that they're using for, you know, homeless shelters, the half a million dollars that you mentioned. I wouldn't have a problem with that if that money was also used for job training, uh, some type of drug and alcohol, rehab, you know, along with it, so they can become functioning members of society that that don't need a handout from us.
2: Uh, And the other thing, um, so one of the folks in St. Louis, I think it was a a city uh, older woman, says this is no time for apathy or complacency when it deals with homelessness. I agree with her. So why don't you invite these homeless people to come stay at your house, stay with you and your kids?
1: Chris, you may not know this, but I've taken in mm-hmm. five homeless families into my personal residence in the last fifteen mm-hmm. years. They, you know, some want help and just need a hand up, not sure. a lifelong handout. But some uh, don't want to be on the street voluntarily, and so I help those people out.
4: Uh, so uh, I yeah, would. Go ahead, Brian. I'm
2: sorry. Uh, well, thank you, Chris. I <laughs> appreciate <laughs> you right? giving me permission to continue here on my own show. It's very kind of you. Um, so I would encourage people. Yeah. Yeah. No time for complacency. Do something to help. So I would encourage people like Mayor Barbara Buffalo and other elected officials in cities like Columbia. Invite these people to live at your house. Yeah. You're right. It is do no it. time for. you. Know, do that. Do something about it. Don't use my taxpayer dollars. Uh, to uh, to do this.
4: Uh, and that's why I admire uh, Representative Rice, because you put your money where your mouth is. You you know, invited homeless into your home. Um, you go on a quest every day or every weekend to pick up trash. Every Sunday, know, fun Sunday, Sunday, so Sunday. <laughs> you are, you are a true representative of the people who put your money where your mouth is.
2: and That's why I admire you. Thank Listen, you. Chris, listener Sandy says, uh, hello. Coming up a few minutes from now, I want to find out one of the really cool things. It's on ChrisArps.com and I also want to bend your mind a little bit. Kennedy talking about potentially doing uh, in... in <laughs> okay, we already know where you are on that. <laughs> but uh, If he does run independent, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. The Nasdaq up
1: 88, S&P 500 up a fraction.
2: Futures coming up at 825 in the Morning Bell Business News with a little twist. The other story we're going to be covering in the Morning Bell when winning the lottery goes wrong. Cherie tolson Rice is here this morning. Producer Hannah is here this morning. John Marsh is here this morning. I'm here this morning
1: i'm here but i'm not all there
2: christopher arps
3: is making popcorn this morning <laughs> is
2: microwaving uh orville reddenbach uh Bakers, extra movie theater butter popcorn while well, he joins us on the show he's here this morning so i'm assuming none of us won the powerball last night it's over a billion dollars so coming up eight twenty-five, when winning winning the lottery goes wrong everybody talks about winning the lottery it's a beautiful big life-saving thing not always the case.
3: If you won the lottery, would you continue to work?
2: Yep, I would. Well, people say, well, would you, uh, would you retire if you won the lottery? Would you retire? I'm like, no, I would just quit. I wouldn't even retire. I would be just like, con- I would not quit. That's what I say. That's my answer. <laughs> but also, Chris, I've never had a billion dollars. I don't know.
1: But they take the taxes out. So it's not really a billion dollars.
2: It is not a billion dollars. <laughs> but So I would like to say I would do this because um, uh, this is fun. I, I love doing this. Yeah. And there's uh, even if I had a billion dollars, I would still like to think I'd come in. We'd all get to hang out and play here. All right. So we've lost Christopher Arps for a moment. I guess he went and his popcorn uh, was done. But one of the things we wanted to ask him about, there's talk of Kennedy. Uh, you know, the guy who's... And he's got some interesting... You know, there's some folks that, you know, on the right, and I guess a few folks on the left that like this guy. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., long-shot candidate, challenging President Joe Biden. So now there's talk that maybe he will make an independent run. So who does that hurt more? Does it hurt Joe? Does it hurt uh, uh, Trump more?
1: Uh, I think it's a little both, actually. You know, he's he's got a... Opinions on a lot of things, you know, he's anti-vax and things like that, uh, appeal
2: to some people. So, Chris, during the break, by the way, so we've lost Chris. You know, sometimes mistakes happen, and when you're live without a net, this is how it goes. <laughs> it's
1: okay. We can I entertain mean- without Chris, but he'll be back.
2: Uh, here's what it reminds me of. Thank goodness we're not brain surgeons here, or we're not <laughs> MoDOT engineers building a brand new bridge, John. Uh, cause if we were brain surgeons right now or MoDOT engineers designing bridge, that would be a big problem. that would be lives at risk. <laughs> yeah. But
1: we have a saying, a, a friend of mine told me one time, we don't do brain surgery. Nobody's going to die. And I use that saying a lot.
2: Yeah. And I think actually, you know, that's a good, on a personal level, that's a good perspective because so Hannah and I, one of the things that we really have in common, probably all of us here on the show, who's your worst critic, Hannah? Besides Black Lives Matter on Twitter.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Myself.
2: Yeah. And I'm the same way, man. I make a mistake, and nobody's harder on me uh, than I am. But it's a good reminder that, like, you know what? (laughs) It's not that big of a deal. I
3: have to tell you all the time, like... Dude. I know. <laughs> stuff happens.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons on a personal and professional level, I sincerely do appreciate uh, Hannah. And I try to make a point to tell people that in my life. I was like, I appreciate that you call me out on stuff. <laughs> or, or
1: We're human. We yeah. make mistakes.
2: Well, that's a hard concept to get the head around sometimes. Oh, yeah, I am a human being, and I do make mistakes. But here's the frustrating part. Like, I feel like I make more mistakes than other people because I'm always comparing. Well, you know, this person never makes mistakes. Well,
3: you just got to be able to laugh at yourself. I know. That's the thing. Like, stuff happens. Things happen. It's easier to laugh about it than to be upset about it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Cole, this is interesting. So we're talking about the United Auto Workers strike and it's affecting folks mm-hmm. here in Missouri. And now we're starting to see the other thing to consider is like, well, even if I'm not buying a car or whatever, it's not going to affect me. Parts uh, can potentially become an issue. Uh, Cole County Sheriff John Wheeler chatting with ABC-17. They're like, man, we ought to buy some cars. So, John, as I understand it, they're taking money from uh, next year's budget uh, to get so they can get these new cars this year. But an interesting take from the sheriff in Cole County talking about how something like this can be
4: impactful. We can make do a year probably without getting cars. But if we go two years, that means we wouldn't get any new car then until 25. And uh, and that could hamper Mission that could hamper response.
2: Could hamper mission and it could hamper response if we have uh, older vehicles. Cole County Sheriff John Wheeler chatting with ABC seventeen. Coming up, we're gonna be covering a little bit what happened city council meeting last night in Columbia, Jeff City. Big thing in Jeff City in your mind last night as it relates to the City Council meeting, John.
0: It sounds like they're having some challenges
2: coming up with a yard waste provider. So that's yeah. one of the big things they're covering there. Coming up seven ten here on the show. There was a moment in time. I think Hannah was 2019. Were you a mainstay here on the show in 2019? Or you were still in high school, maybe.
3: No. College. No, I joined the show in 2019, oh, September. Okay.
2: Um, and Hannah and I had known each other since she was 12 years old.
1: <laughs> it keeps getting younger. Yes. Five, five years old. The yes. I, You've cracked the
3: joke, Cherie. That's
2: uh, one of the other things I have in common with President Magoo. My stories change throughout the years, and they, uh, they get better. Hannah and I have been friends before that, but there was a time here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri